Good to be in church today and serve the Lord. Uh, Denise has a friend here from California. I don't know why you want to live in California and you don't want to move to Virginia. I, I mean, my goodness of life. You see, if you lived in Virginia, you'd have all these people for friends. So we're glad to have you. Glad to have Christy this morning. This is Brother Iris Roberts' granddaughter. Uh, Christy. Niece, I'm saying. Well, I'm saying granddaughter. Niece. And, yeah, I know better. Uh, she's a sweet girl, and uh, she can't help it. She's got good genes in her, so... Uh, we're glad to have her this morning so much. Appreciate it. And uh, Janet and Gary, have I got it right? You came back twice, didn't you? You said it can't be that bad. Let's go back again and see if it's that bad again. So, <laughs> so you're back, and we love you and thank you for being here this morning. God bless you so much. And, of course, Maxine Swan and Joanne, we're glad to have you all. And if anybody else is visiting, Justin and Angel's here this morning. They usually go off to freeze in the wintertime, fries in the summertime, and uh, if they would listen to the Lord, they'd be here all the time, but some people won't listen to him, so we'll just forgive them for that, and uh, are these put up here for a reason? Am I supposed to wear them today? <laughs> Lord have mercy, but God has blessed us. <clears throat> we, have, uh, we have a representative in heaven this morning It wasn't there last Sunday, and uh, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it great? He's gone on. I said yesterday at the service, I didn't have but one thing in the world against that man. And as a fact, he got there before I did. And uh, we're on our way. We used to sing an old song, I'm on my way to Canaan's land. Just a day, you remember that? <clears throat> I'm on my way to Canaan's land. And Arlene's parents used to pastor churches all over the country, Cody and Brook Neal and Windfall and, and all those places. And they had an old song then, was, was a standby, I guess, about as good as we do, uh, I'll Fly Away. But the name of it was, They'll Be Shouting on the Hills of Glory. They'll be shouting on the hills of glory. And they sung that song and shouted all over the church. You say, well, I don't believe in that shouting. Well, David had a pretty good time when the ark came home, so it would be all right for us to praise the Lord and shout and dance before the Lord. If it's a dance for the Lord, that's all right. If it's one of these other worldly dances, that's not all right. But let's dance for Jesus. What do you think? What do you say? Dance for Jesus. Conditional and unconditional. I need your help this morning. I need you to help me. There is a vast difference in things being on condition and things being unconditional. We, uh, we as Christians, we are fighting a battle. I do not have to tell anybody in here this morning that the world is against us. I don't have to tell anybody that Satan is trying to destroy. I don't have to tell anybody that it has nothing out there but gloom and doom and agony for the children of God. But we, and I'd like to get this over to me and to you and to everybody else, but we are not to fall in that category. We are to be a separate people that has come out from among the world to be separate and to serve the Lord and not the world. John would say, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. 
One of these times, if I live long enough, one Sunday, and he let me, I might preach on holiness. And that's going to hit all of us a little bit, but that'll be all right. We'll just slide our toes up under the bench and keep stomping. But when we live for the Lord, we will live holy. Somebody won't have to draw a map and tell us. You say, well, the Bible didn't tell me I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that and I couldn't do the other. It didn't tell me I couldn't go to X-rated movies and pornographic magazines, but I know it's wrong, so you don't have to tell me. The Spirit of God tells us. But we are a separate people. We are not in the world. We are not of the world. We are in it physically but not mentally. We're supposed to have the mind of Christ within us. Oh, God, give us the mind of Christ. Somebody told me several years ago, said, boy, you've lost your mind. I said, I hope so. I hope so. I don't want my mind. I want his mind. I want to think like he wants me to think. I want his thoughts to be in my heart and in my soul, my spirit, and my conversation. I want to think like the Lord. I'm going to the 40th chapter of Isaiah this morning for a few minutes, and uh, I desire your prayers. I should be through in another hour and a half or two hours, something like that. Part of you would be looking at your watch. Part of you would be holding it up your ear to see if it's still running. This is a message of comfort to the children of God in this chapter. You say he wrote this to the Israelites. I, I know he wrote it to Israel. I know he wrote it to his wife. But every promise in the Bible that was given to anybody is for me. Am I right or wrong? Every promise is for me. It's mine. According to the Bible. And he knows, he knows what he's doing. And I know Brother George or whoever's doing Who's doing the scriptures up there? I can't even see who's behind that. All right. In Isaiah chapter 40, go to verse 9, and let's start just a little bit there, and I might read more than I do sometimes. O Zion, that bringest good tidings. Zion is the church of God. It's His church, His people, wherever they are, His people. O Zion, O church, that bringest good tidings. Get thee up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem, that bringeth good tidings. Lift up thy voice with strength, Lift it up, be not afraid, say unto the tribes, unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God will come with a strong hand, and his arm shall, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. Now listen to verse 11. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his, with, with his arm and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead them that are with young. He is a God that is everlasting, a God that is all-powerful, a God that knows every thought and intent of every heart in this building right now. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're planning on doing. He knows what you will do. He knows everything about us this morning. Now, I'm going to tell you right now at the very beginning, if you're going to try to live a Christian life and you're going to claim to be a child of God and all you're going to have is pity parties don't invite me just don't invite me leave me out because I don't like pity parties 
Oh, it's me and all this kind of stuff. Let me tell you something right now before I even start halfway. This is a wonderful place to be, to be in the house of God with the church, with the people. This building's not the church. You are the church. We are the church. This is what it is this morning. And we ought to be the happiest people on the face of the earth. That should not be anything this morning. The devil doesn't have anything this morning that I want. He has nothing that I want, nothing that I need. But Brother Bill, I'm serving a Christ this morning that has everything I want, everything I need, everything I ever wanted, and everything I'm looking for. I am serving a Christ that knows all about me. He knows all about all of us. And he doesn't want us to go around looking like we ate breakfast at a green persimmon tree. He wants us to look happy, to feel happy, to talk happy. Well, Lord, help me. There's some people, they like to use, I got an old phone somewhere. They like to use that old phone to call up everybody and tell them all the bad news. This, well, 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 preacher, you done gone to minute. Get off on everything except the good stuff. Tell something, put something on Facebook about the Lord. Put something on Facebook about the Lord. I ain't caring about your recipe for possum casserole, a wall of a skunk pie, something like that, or what you've got in a picture of it on there. Tell me about Jesus. Tell what the Lord has done. Well, we had a wonderful service at church last night. Oh, we had a wonderful service this morning. So-and-so got saved. And the liberals are not going to like it one bit in the world when you start telling them about Jesus. But I can tell you one thing right now. One day Jesus is going to be standing there and they're going to be on their knees before Jesus confessing that he is the Lord our God. What a Savior we're serving. Wow, we discourage, folks. Let's cheer up. Let's cheer up. I know if anybody's got a right this morning to have a little pity party, it's this guy right here. But he don't have time for that. There's something else going on in his life because he serves the Lord. And the Lord knows why this happened. I don't know why it happened. The Lord knows why it happened. Sometimes we create some of our problems. Sometimes they just, they just happen. I mean, yeah, if he hadn't got on the roof, he wouldn't have fell off. I mean, that's common sense. If I had if I had to fell down somewhere or another and busted my nose open, it wouldn't have happened, you know. But we go all do things. All accidents can be avoided. All of them. 100%. But we keep on doing it. But you know what? We're serving a Savior this morning that knows why and how and something good still has to come out of it. Am I right or wrong? Something good has to come out of it. Oh, well, I haven't made half of you mad. Let's see if I can do the rest of it. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? I'm back to verse 12 now. And meted out the heavens with the span, with his hand, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. Can you imagine anybody that great? Can you even comprehend somebody that is great enough to do that and yet this little child back here that Gary is holding, I didn't know they was going to have a baby. I, 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 that kind of slipped up on me. What they got, he, he's a cutie. 
He's a keeper. Uh, I, I didn't know this was going to happen. Uh, I knew Sarah and, and Abraham. I've read that story, but this is a, it's a great grandbaby, am I right? A great grandchild. You know what? God breathed life in that child. He put a soul in that child. He put a spirit in that child. Am I right or wrong? He can take the mountains and hold them in his hand. He can weigh these mountains. He can measure the Pacific, the Atlantic, the Antarctica, the Arctic, the Indian Ocean. He can, he can measure. Oh, y'all didn't know I knew the ocean. I went to school a few years ago. They used to teach that in school. Yeah, nothing anymore. No. He can measure all of those things in his hand, but he lives in the child. How can there be such a God? How can there be? And if you let the devil play with your mind, he will make an atheist or an agnostic out of you. Just don't let him play with your mind because he's going to tell you it is not humanly possible that that can happen. I know it's not. So it's not humanly. It's heavenly. It's divine. It's almighty. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. Jesus. He has measured out all of these things. He can do everything this morning like that, and I can't even understand it. And when we go to be with the Lord, brother, and, and I hope uh, Sister Iris and Christy don't mind me saying this, but Brother Clyde went to be with the Lord the other morning, uh, right after lunch. He went to be with the Lord. He had in him a soul and a spirit, but the body he had was 106 years old, would have been next month, 106 years old. But in that body, there was the soul that God put in there in 1913, in 1913. God put that in him. It had been lasting since 1913. The breath of God was still in his body since 1913. The spirit of God was in his body since 1913. Here's another baby up here. You know, God is in that baby. That baby had God in it before he'd ever got out in this world. He still had the Lord in it. And Ashley is a mother again. I almost said going to be a mother. If you, if, well, this is the adult conversation. Uh, goofing here. If you're pregnant, you're already a mother. You're not going to be one, you're already one. Amen. You're not going to have a baby, you already have one. That's right. All right? That's right? And it's supposed to live when it's born. That's right. Yeah, I said yesterday, I can't whip my kids, but I can kill them. We got, we got the soul and the spirit and the breath of God in every one of us. And the soul that sinneth shall die. Am I right or wrong? Stay with me just a little bit and help me preach. The soul that sinneth will die. You got a little frown on your face. Get that off your face and smile. I don't want to see no frowns on you. Smile. I mean, you're fixing to get married. You ought to be happy. Is it going to be that bad? The soul that sinneth will die, but the spirit will return to God that gave it. But in this, all this transition, if we have been faithful to him, 
The soul and spirit will not be divided. The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, which will divide both soul and spirit. But that means if you accept the Word of God, it won't be divided. But if you oppose the Word of God and don't accept it, that Word will divide soul and spirit. And the soul will be cast into a body in torment in hell's fire or lake of fire. But the spirit is going to be in a new body and a new life. A spiritual body. You say, well, where are these people? Where's Brother Clyde this morning? He's with the Lord. He's with the Lord. You say, no, he's laying down in the cemetery. No, 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 no. No way. He's got a new body. He's got a new body. He's going to come back in the clouds of glory. And some of them were talking the other day down there. I'm picking on you all this morning. Sure, I'm glad you came to church. Somebody said they tried to get him to do some work on his house and he hadn't done it and, and this, that, or the other. He's going to have a thousand years to work on that thing. And he won't have no devil that'll bother him. Am I right or wrong? He's coming back for a thousand year reign on this earth. We act like that the end of the world is coming and we're going to be totally wiped off and gone. Let me tell you something. We have got the best future of any group of people there is on the face of the earth, if you know God. I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know who my Savior is. I know how to get there. I haven't lost these friends and loved ones. I've got parents over there. I've got in-law parents over there. I've got all of these people over there, and I know where they are. And we're going to look them up when we get there. They'll probably be waiting for us when we come in. So God help us today that we can honor his presence and honor his blessings. He measures out, he, he measures out everything. He hath directed, who hath, in verse 13, who hath directed the spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, hath taught him. Has anybody in here besides me ever tried to tell the Lord how to do something? Everybody say, oh, me that raised your hand. I am not smart enough to tell him how to do anything. But I sure have tried more than one time. I have gone back to him and repented and told him I was sorry for that. With whom took he counsel and who instructed him and taught him in the path of judgment and taught him knowledge and showed to him the way of understanding. Behold, oh, put the next one up there, please. Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing. I have sat and watched more than one time Weather Channel. I don't know whether anybody else in here ever watches that or not. I watch the Weather Channel. I'll tell you one thing. If you got if you got TV and maybe you got direct or dish or, or, or Cox or cable, whatever you got. Just to be honest with you, pardon my English, but there ain't much on that to watch. Unless you can go back and find Leave It to Beaver and Andy Griffith and Sanford and Son and, and, a, and a few things like that, there ain't nothing on that to watch. 
Well, you all didn't like it too good either, did you? Got them. Thank you. I have too. Yeah. 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 Me TV. That's it. You can start five thirty in the morning and watch it all day. Three? Oh, free. Okay. Free. But you see, watch that weather channel and watch hurricanes building up. And I think I think, and, and, and my mind doesn't work like anybody else's, and I know everybody's glad of that. But I think about how God is creating all of this. You see, he doesn't do that. He's got everything under control, folks. I don't know why these things happen. I don't know why we're going to have to help the Bahamas. Maybe because we have the means to do it, and it's a test to see, are we going to be good Christian people and help our brothers and sisters that are going through the things they're going through? We used to take up offerings, money, to send missionaries to Jamaica and to the Bahamas and to places like that. Right now, the way America's going, it would be good if they sent some missionaries to us. We're getting in a condition this morning that we're getting smaller and smaller sometimes in number. And the reason of it is Satan is winning a few more battles and a few more battles and a few more battles. But I can tell you right now, I know who won the last battle. And I know who's in that number. And I know who's going to ride the white horse. And I know where we're going to be in that. And I know that where I'm going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I'll be with Him for about seven years while the tribulations are poured out on this earth. And I'm going to come back here and with all of it. And we're going to rule as kings and priests on this earth for 1,000 years without Satan. Somebody said, oh, they're going to blow the earth up with these bombs, atomic bombs, these missiles, all that. Uh-uh. Somebody else has got that in his hands. Somebody else, you can't blow it. It's going to last 1,007 years if he comes this morning. Am I right or wrong? So we don't have anything to worry about if, if, if we trust him and live for him. Now I ask you at first to say conditional and unconditional. I'm going to tell you why I did that. His love is unconditional. Am I right or wrong? It is totally unconditional. He loves every person regardless of how you treat him, even to the ones that nailed him on the cross. He loved and died for every one of them. So that is unconditional. But the conditional part comes in because if we want to accept the rewards and the blessings of what he died for, that's on condition. Totally on condition that we live for Him, that we abide with Him, that we obey Him, and that we do what He has commanded us to do. If ye love me, you will keep my commandments. No wonder sometimes Wayne has such a hard time getting some things like he thinks they ought to be or wants them or, or things I need to get into commandments a little more and abide by them a little stricter. I have suffered 
times probably in my Christian life because I wasn't obedient to the commandments like I should be. Now, you don't have to say amen after that if you don't want to at all. But I don't mind admitting it this morning. I guess an honest confession is good for the soul. Am I right, preacher? Let's shape up for the Lord and on that condition, then we can expect these other things. On that condition, we can expect divine healing. On that condition, we can expect God to bless in our homes. On that condition, He will bless our marriage because His love is unconditional. Trust Him this morning. He never fails. He never fails. I said something earlier today and I'll maybe clarify a little of it. She don't care. She may get me, but I was talking about Sister Maxine a while ago. And some things stick in your mind, and some of these things give you faith. Our faith is built up when we see what God has done in other people. We had, we had hundreds of people the other night walk through up here to pay tribute to a wonderful Christian man. Because his Christian life had reached out to so many. He didn't mind asking you if you were saved or if you knew Jesus. It didn't matter if you was in Walmart or if you was going down the street or wherever you was. You know, some people say, I ain't going down there to that church because they got hypocrites in it. Well, they got them in Walmart too, but you'll go there. So it don't make any difference. But he would tell people about Jesus. He wasn't ashamed of that. That's why he had the life he had. That's why he left the legacy he had. That's why people honored him. And you see, that's living for him all the time. He would tell you living for the Lord was one reason he had lived that long. Living for the Lord. You see, God has all of this thing completely and totally planned out. I will guarantee you if I could look into the mind of God or look in his computer. Oh, well, he's got a computer now. He made the ones we got, so I don't know. Made everything, didn't he? Am I right or wrong? He made everything. said everything was made by him, and for him, without him, was nothing made. He may have one better than anything you got. But if we could look into his mind this morning and see it for your whole life, he has a plan. There's a plan for everybody, and he knows. As I said earlier, he knows what you're going to do with that. He knows how you're going to operate that. We can go against that. You say, we can't change the will of God. We can go against the will of God. It's not His will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But there's times we go against His will. And David even had one scripture in the Bible. In Psalms, if you read it real close, almost sounds like you can change part of the will of God. You see, there's times that we will pray to Him and pray to Him and pray to Him to do something. And be careful sometime what you pray for, you might get it. And it might not be something that you really wanted or needed, but he gives it to you to shut you up. Israel wanted a king. He said, you don't need one. Israel wanted a king. He said, you don't need one. They kept on pestering God until he gave them a king. Didn't he give them a good one, brother king? 
He gave them a king. It was the wrong thing, but they wanted that. They fought battles. They had problems among themselves. I'll tell you a little story about one of the tribes in there. There was one tribe in that, in that bunch that was fighting against Judah, the Israel. Israel. They, they kind of, you know, flipped off to the side and decided they're going to fight them. Sometimes we have some of our people that decide to get off on the side and start fighting, don't we? Huh? Everybody say, uh-huh. I can tell you right now, you're going to lose. You're going to lose because the gates of hell can't prevail against the church, so you might, you might as well give up and come on in. <laughs> and this little old tribe, they, oh, they had a bunch of people. They had 700 men that were all left-handed. And they could everyone sling a stone at a hair's breadth and not miss. Take a stone and a sling and sling it and come within the breadth of a hair and not miss. If you don't believe me, go to Judges 20, probably verse 16. That's how good they were. They won one battle, but they sure got whipped the next one. I tell you, you might be good, and you may think you're better than he is, and you might think you're better than the pastor, and you might think you're better than the Sunday school teacher, and you might think you're better than Bobby Bennett over here on the guitar, and you may think you're better than Justin Vaughn that can sing up there and, you know, put on this big show up there singing in. You ain't coming back no more, are you? He has everything in his hands. He's got everything in control. I'm just trying to get one point across this morning, and that is we don't have anything to worry about if we serve him, if we trust him. I want to hurry up. I want to hurry up here. I want to go on there, and i got some more scripture, but I don't have time to read them, and, and, and I, don't want to, I don't want to overdo something here. To whom, I'm going to go into verse 25 up there, honey. To whom then will ye liken me, or shall I be equal? saith the Holy One. I don't believe there's anybody this morning that is equal to Him. You know these scriptures. Lift up your eyes on high, and behold who hath created these things, that bringeth out their host by number. He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of His might. For He that is strong in power, not one faileth. Let me tell you, He created the stars of heaven in one place. He calls them all by name. Look at the Milky Way some night and see how beautiful it is on a good clear night. Look at the skies, the Big Dipper, the Little Dipper, and all of these things. He knows the name of every one of them. I challenge you to name them and remember it. He knows it all, but he's living here. He's living there. Can we even imagine this? I can't get this through this. Strong in power, not one faileth. I want you to give me a song up there. Hast thou not known? Oh, we love this scripture, don't we? Hast thou not heard? Verse 28. 
that the creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. The creator of the ends of the earth fainteth not. He even sits, the Bible says this chapter somewhere, says he's sitting on the circle of the earth. You reckon Christopher Columbus read that before he left Spain and Italy? He said the earth was round. They all told him it was flat. They said, you're going to sail off somewhere, another man. His own government wouldn't furnish it, wouldn't, wouldn't support him. Somebody else did, and he started sailing with three little old ships. And you know what? The circle of the earth brought him to the Indies. The circle of the earth. All he had to do was read this book. There's nothing new under the sun, folks. It's all in here. You say, you say, I need to go to the library and get me a good book to read. You got it right here. Am I right or wrong? Some of you are looking at me like I'm crazy. Every store is in here. There's everything in here from incest to rape to murder to anything that you can think of. It's in here. There's a circle of the earth, and he sits on that circle. It's in the 22nd verse, by the way. He knows these people. Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is worry. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint. If we are in here this morning, and we are weak in spirit, and yes, we get there. I'm not saying, I'm not preaching that we are all time happy, and that we are all time jumping and doing hoops and and, and, and and somersaults. We're not always doing that. There are times when we get kind of down a little bit, but we know when we're down there, it's better to be there with Him than it is without Him. It's better to be there with Him. Get our mind on Christ and not on anything else, but on Christ, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. But on him, we're standing, and we're standing, and we're standing. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. He gives you strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall utterly fall. But, here's a condition. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They shall walk and not faint. What a promise we have this morning. Preacher, I'm not sure of all of this. I'm not certain that I'm where I need to be with the Lord. I'm not certain where I stand with God. There's enough people in here this morning to pray with you if you need something from the Lord. There's people in here that love you. This church, this church has some love in it. And I'm talking about Christian love. I'm talking about Christian love. 
And if there's a need in your life today, as we begin to plead, if there's a need in your life today, I wish you would come up here and meet me at this place. If you feel like that you need to just go a little further with the Lord than what you are right now, maybe if you're not sure that you're saved, if you're not sure that you're saved, would you surrender to him this morning?